When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Jacob Padilla with us here to talk some prep hoops and, of course, Nebraska basketball. Maybe even get a take on recruiting from him as far as the philosophy goes at Jacob Padilla underscore. Jacob, hold up the cast. We are streaming on TV. There it is. And uh, my friend, don't take this the wrong way, but Elijah and I want to sign it. Can we do that sometime? <laughs> well, uh, I, I guess so. I'm going <laughs> You're back like, leave me check. alone. <laughs> yeah. Get, going back in on Monday to get kind of the follow-up check in, uh, and then a couple weeks, I think, before I have to go back in after that, assuming all is well. So we'll see. It's kind of a it's more of a splint right now, soft cast deal mm-hmm. that, uh, figure out what they're going to do beyond that. Doesn't well, sound like I'll need surgery now, but good, uh, good. That's, that's the upside. Now, that's the good news. And I will say, if we if you don't give us the chance to sign the cast, I will take the leftover pain pills as a consolation prize. So uh, let me know how that is. <laughs> Somebody's giving me the look. Uh, wow. a lot of pain. They were surprised by how little I was in, actually. Uh, it's kind of weird, but this is just ibuprofen for me. Look at Good him. Tough Good dude. I love it. So to, to further this urban legend, were you slapping the top of the backboard to, to alter a shot or were you hanging on the rim after posterizing someone? Uh, I, I wish that were the case. Unfortunately, it was on defense uh, playing with a, a friend who uh, is about 6'9", and I was just kind of doubling over and trying to recover to him, catching the ball underneath the basket and just caught my hand on his arm and – heard a loud crack oh. and at first uh, I didn't realize like I didn't know I'd broken anything because uh, I my pinky was moving fine because that's what caught but uh, I played a few more possessions and realized uh, no there's something wrong here uh, so that that was it yeah with, with the, the finger injuries I swear there's always the delayed pain where you don't quite realize what has yeah. happened because I I still have a bent pinky from my my high school football days and I didn't realize right away what had happened. I looked down and go, oh, my pinky is moving the other direction. I opened a beer wrong one time, and that's how I hurt myself. (laughs) But, uh, Jake, a big opportunity for Nebraska. I know you caught up with Fred and uh, the the Husker squad this morning. And uh, let's just take a a quick look back to Purdue and and now fast forward through the week that's been finals and recovery. You you go from three games, a a big-time stretch of, of Creighton and Indiana and then Purdue, and, and K-State, I mean, this is uh, – Nebraska basketball fans are flocking to, to the bandwagon just because of how this team is. And as as you assess where they're at early in this season, um, what, what are your takeaways, not only from the, the Purdue effort, the energy, but also as, as they try and get back on track tomorrow? Yeah, kind of my takeaway so far is w- with Derek Walker and Sam Briesel both in the lineup, it looks like they are kind of closer to the top end of what I thought this team could be if things fall into pla- if fell into place. Where the the defensive effort, the 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 increased focus on that end, 
the scrappiness that's all there. Um, they, they've got two guys that are kind of doing everything for them in Derek Walker and Sam Brisson, and then everybody's kind of playing off that. Um, they're giving themselves chances to stick in games with defensive uh, effort, um, playing hard, not giving up, all those sorts of things. The, the, que- the big question was uh, the offense and who was going to be able to consistently create efficient scoring chances for themselves and others. And right, again, they, they scored 62 points in an overtime game. They they held Purdue to its low, its worst offensive game of the season. It was the number one team in adjusted offensive efficiency going into that game, according to Ken Palm. And Nebraska held them 65 points, but that wasn't enough to get a win because they could not get the buckets down the stretch. Uh, they had that possession where he had six chances to take the lead on one trip down the floor and couldn't make any of the shots. And then in overtime, you're going back and forth for a while there, but then in the in the last minute, Nebraska just kind of ran out of gas and forced up a couple of tough shots and couldn't get that, that last big bucket to go down. So um, right now, I think this this team is about on track for what I thought it could be. And now the question is, are they going to be able to get over the hump uh, in conference play against some of these teams that they're going to face? Are they going to be able to make those plays down the stretch uh, to, to take advantage of the fact that they're they're giving themselves a chance to stay in these games. Well, Jacob, you mentioned the Purdue game, and the, the shooting was a little bit disappointing, but I don't think any Husker fans are disappointed in the performance as a whole. When you look back at the last three, I think the one game you might be a little bit disappointed is Indiana, but there are a couple of factors there where, you know, the shots weren't falling early against Indiana. Indiana got a little bit of a rhythm on their home floor, and they got some momentum going, and, and Nebraska wasn't able to play with Sam Greasel in that game due to illness. When you look at those three factors, what do you think the biggest factor from a disappointing performance against Indiana was and how is Nebraska going to be able to, to circumvent that in the future? Yeah, I, I almost don't even really consider that too much because of Greasel being out. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where they're at with this roster is mm-hmm. they just don't have any margin for error. They have to have all their pieces. They have to have multiple guys kind of playing well in a given game in order to to win a game like that or even to stay in a game like that. And really, it was a Greasel absence. They fell behind 20 to 15 uh, out of the gates early or 20 to five rather um, early in the game. And then for the most part, they kind of played him even the rest of the game, but that was just too big, too big of a hole to dig themselves out of. They got it down to seven a couple of times, which again shows that fight that, that uh, I think that Fred Hoiberg is happy about, but you just can't dig yourself that much of a hole. And I think a lot of that was adjusting to not having their point guard because they, they're just so limited in terms of ball handling. Uh, and you take their best ball handler, their best creator out of that, now everybody's forced into to, to step up a role, and they, they, they weren't great in their roles initially to begin with. So you put even more pressure on them, then that, that weakness gets exploited even more. So I don't even basically at this point, I'm only really looking at the games where Walker, Greasel were, were both active. You got everybody around them in terms of what this team really is. The, the early non-conference games they happen, but I mean I'm not looking back that far. Even that first Memphis game where Walker had the nine turnovers, that was that was just a lot of rust, a lot of not playing, guys getting used to him again. I'm I'm really only looking at those uh, the the three game winning streak and then that Purdue game right now. It's about four games of what this team is supposed to look like, uh, and that's kind of what I'm basing it off of. That being said, there was a, a lack of defensive um, uh, execution in that Indiana game uh, compared to the Purdue and Creighton games, where it was a very similar game plan in all three. And I think as a team, they just executed that game plan uh, much better against both Creighton and Purdue. And then also guys missed shots that Indiana players hit. 
Jacob Badilla is with us. Husker basketball thoughts at Jacob Badilla underscore. Uh, catch him with HaleVarsity.com magazine. And, of course, two different podcasts on the Heard at Network. Uh, Jacob does a great job with uh, the basketball beat uh, breakdown. So Nebraska's effort and keys are what tomorrow? Tell us a little bit about K-State. The number one key on Creighton's end of the floor is taking care of the ball. Uh, Kansas State is ninth in the country in forcing turnovers, opponent turnover rate. And it, they do it a little differently. They're not quite like St. John's where it's just chaos and mm-hmm. uh, extreme ball pressure and all that. Um, the key is they uh fourth in the country in non-steal turnover percentage. So they just force you to give the ball away. To, they force you into travels and into moving screens, into throwing the ball out of bounds. They just make you execute at, at a really high level, and it's tough to do with the, the, with the way they defend. Uh, Jerome Tang coming over from uh, Scott Drew's staff over there at, at Baylor. Um, he's kind of brought that game plan with him to Kansas State, and they're off to a, a great start to the season. Uh, and, and then on the defensive end of the ball, it, uh, of the floor, it starts – it's Keontae Johnson and it's Marquise Noel. Point guard uh, Noel is fourth in the country, I believe, in assists at 8.2 a game, um, scoring 14 points a game as well. So he's a dynamic playmaker that gets everybody else involved. And then Keontae Johnson, the the Florida transfer who took a look at Nebraska uh, before landing at Kansas State once he decided that he wanted to resume his career following the heart issues. That, that, that ended his Florida career prematurely. And he's been back out there. He's been healthy. He started uh, 10 games, playing 31 minutes a game. He's putting up 17 points and six and a half boards a game on nearly 60% from the field, including 50 from the line or from three-point line. Wow. So right, that's kind of where it starts. You, you got to take care of the ball on offense to give yourself a chance. And then defensively, you got to find a way to, to match up with Noel and Keontae Johnson and limit their damage. Jacob, about three minutes, and then I'm going to keep you for a couple of minutes on the other side for, for a high school preview this weekend. But uh, overall, let's zoom out. K-State, Big Ten schedule. Nebraska needs how many wins for postseason? And do you think this team's good enough if they keep getting better and stay healthy? Could they, could they look at the NIT? And I know the, the NCAA tournament's where you want to go, but NIT doesn't seem right now that that's out of the realm of possibility when we've seen Nebraska so far at their best, or at least uh, they've got a puncher's chance uh, right now looking at them. Am I crazy to think that? Uh, I mean, if they can continue this, this kind of upward trajectory, look, looking at Kempom right now, they project Nebraska to finish 14 and 17. Ah. And um, that, but that, I mean, they've played half their games without both of their two best players. So I think they're, they're, you look at just the game since Walker's been back, um, like looking at Bart Torvik where you can kind of pick a start date. Um, they're like top 60 uh, in his rankings okay. um, with, with, uh, since Walker's been back. So um, they're kind of inching forward. Um, they're going to have to win some of these games. Um, they're going to have to pull some upsets, but uh, they've got a chance to, Again, I, I don't know. I haven't s- settled on uh, what I think a, a good win total would be for them to target, what it would take to get to the postseason. Because, again, it's only been four games where we've gotten to see what this team re- is really supposed to look like. Um, so I'm kind of – I need to see a few more games into the, into the Big Ten before I get a real feel for sure. what kind of season this team is going to be able to have. But it certainly looks like 
that's something that isn't entirely off the table at this point, which you can't you can't have said in previous years. Like they don't have uh, a, a buy game loss. They don't have games where they've just gotten completely embarrassed for, for the most part so far this season. They, they've been pretty scrappy um, and again, played half the season without one of their best players. So um, ask me again uh, in <laughs> uh, in a week or two, sure. uh, then I'll have a better answer for you. But that is something that I think is within the realm of possibility, some kind of, of postseason, whether one of those smaller tournaments, NIT. Um, but you, you got to start with getting out of the Big Ten cellar, and it looks like the, the, they'll have a chance to do that this year based on how Minnesota and Northwestern look in particular. Jacob, last thought this segment about 15 seconds. You mentioned they need to start stacking some wins together. Do you like their chances against Kansas State tomorrow? Again, it's, it's a tough matchup, but it is a team that I, I don't think outclasses Nebraska in talent overall. It's a, it's a game that I think they'll be able to hang in and give themselves a chance to win. Question is, can they make the, those plays down the stretch? couple more minutes with Jacob Bedella. We'll hit the, uh, the prep weekend schedule. Find him, follow him on Twitter at Jacob Bedella underscore. And uh, Jacob uh, playing hurt, but he is uh, manning up. Love it. That, <laughs> we didn't do that, I promise. Uh, uh, Jacob uh, is coming on back with us at Tale Varsity presented by Currency. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Tail Varsity, presented by Currency. Krishman, Elijah Herbal, Jacob Padilla, and uh, we'll get you the rundown here shortly of Nebraska's visitors this weekend for Coach Rule. Nebraska, big recruiting weekend, early signing day uh, coming up here on Wednesday. Jacob, the weekend of prep hoop, hoops action. What's uh, piqued your interest? Who, who are some of the, the matchups you're watching? Yeah, it's an interesting week. It's it's almost too bad I'm going down to Kansas City for the Nebraska game because there's some good matchups uh, on Saturday. Uh, Lincoln East coming off that loss to Lincoln High last night. Uh, I was at that game uh, that went down to the wire. They're going to Creighton Prep for Christmas in the cage on Saturday. That place will be, (laughs) yeah, that that place will be a little extra fired up for that one. And uh, East coming off of a loss where they shot two for 20 from three, which is definitely not characteristic of them you know they'll be looking to get back on track. So that's got a chance to be a pretty good one. Um, Lincoln Southeast at Gretna, another chance for Southeast, who's only 2-2. Two and two. Um, But they've they've faced a tough schedule so far. The losses have been to East and to uh, Miller North. Yeah, so they'll have a crack at Gretna, who's ranked number two right now, one of only three unbeaten teams left. Um, and Lincoln Northeast, uh, who I believe that you're going to get to see against Bellevue West. Yeah, I they can't wait Gretna for that. Overtime. Yeah, they took Gretna to overtime week one um, and f- fell on that one. That's their only loss so far this season. So um, definitely some good matchups so far uh, this weekend. Jacob, as it stands right now, can you give me a team to beat in Lincoln and a team to beat in the Omaha Metro in high school basketball? And obviously, we're so far from March that I'm sure a lot can change between now and then as people you know, are getting from football into the, the basketball flow and recovering from some injuries during football season, I'm sure, as well. So, so I'm sure this can change, but as it stands right now, can you give me a team the to beat? Jacob Padilla Power Rankings. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it's Bellevue West, number one with a bullet right now. Um, I think they're kind of clear, uh, uh, top tier themselves. Uh, and then everybody else is kind of chasing beyond that. Uh, Gretna and Miller North are the other two, only other two unbeaten teams at this point. And both those teams have kind of scraped by in, in some games recently. 
Um, WS is a team with Josiah Dotzler who uh, committed to Creighton. He, he's a difference maker. Um, and they, they've got a really good supporting cast around him. They've got sides inside. Jacob Aro is back after missing the, the, the first handful of games for them. They're kind of easing him back into the lineup after uh, some injury issues there. Uh, they got Robbie Garcia as a sophomore big guy inside, so they kind of got uh, they got some multiple pieces there in the front court, and then got shooters, slashers uh, around Dotsler. So uh, Bellevue West, said, like I said, Schmidt will get a look at them. They're uh, they're definitely number one right now until proven otherwise. In Lincoln, I, at this point, I have no idea. No, everybody everybody's lost at least once. I think Southeast was the team that most were were highest on going in the season, and they've lost twice already, including to Lincoln East. And Lincoln East didn't have last year's leading scorer in Carter Templemeyer in that game. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of like, oh, what's going on there? Uh, East uh, Southeast has the pieces, I think, to, to to kind of round back into form, but they definitely have some ground to make up. Um, and I, I still like Lincoln Southwest, uh, it, just in terms of they have length that really nobody else can match. Uh, just going across the board there, outside of Ryland Smith, it's all uh, – super long it's six six uh, across the board basically outside of the point guard position so they can switch everything they got a lot of length uh if they can get a little bit more consistency outside of players not ma- named uh, chuck love uh southwest has a chance to kind of emerge from that pack but right now it's anybody's uh it's kind of the, the race is wide open down in lincoln and i kind of wrote about that a little bit at the end of my uh kind of recap from that lincoln east lincoln high game yeah, Jacob, I got a chance to see that Bellevue West team last week, and they were really impressive, but there are still some holes in that roster, and it almost feels like a year where anyone can beat anyone. Like, if, if Bellevue West has a night where Josiah Dotzler's a little bit off, they seem to me to be a little bit beatable, and I just don't see a clear-cut number one team in the state right now in terms of uh, expect them to, to lose only two or three games. I think anyone can really beat anyone this year in terms of that, that upper echelon of high school basketball talent. Yeah, the, the top end, we don't have a bunch of multiple teams with multiple Division One players mm-hmm. this year. Like we've seen the last few years where Millard North, they've been loaded. Bellevue West, they've been loaded. Um, you, you've got uh, team, uh, a team like Creighton Prep that was super, that was senior heavy, but also had some uh, underclass talent as well to kind of go with that a few years ago when they had that epic uh, semifinal with Bellevue West. Uh, so I think the, 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 the talent just isn't as deep in terms of surefire division one um upperclassmen at this point um so that's where it does kind of open the, the door to to more teams being in in the mix uh and it should be make for an interesting uh kind of race uh, to march here for sure millard north saw them against southeast they were down 12 and just willed their way back in both teams uh, had tough offensive nights in the second half but the millard north survived to overtime and then kind of flipped a switch and and found a way. So they, they have uh, my tip of the cap with what they did. And I think Southeast will settle down with their turnovers. They've got some big-time talent. Jacob, just about a minute here, but just overall your take with, with Matt Rule uh, and, and Nebraska football, just his approach with how how he's he's been everywhere, his staff has been everywhere, and uh, just some of the recruiting ties they, they seem to have. Uh, and they're always, uh, of course, prioritizing in-state. It looks like a pretty good recipe right now. Yeah, uh, it definitely seems like he's he's putting in as much effort as you possibly can at this point between the, the traveling, the the getting uh, others involved, the, the reaching out in person, over the phone, just kind of um, just doing everything he can at this point to like let people know, hey, I'm here, I'm at Nebraska. Um, this is how we're going to get things 
things done here and we've got a place for uh, players from your program. We've got a place for you to, to the players here that can come and help us get this thing turned around. And obviously they're going to go after some of the high end targets as well, but they're, they're taking uh, they're making some bets on like, Hey, we can bring this kid in and, and develop them and turn them into the kind of players that he had at Temple and Baylor that led to his success. Guys like, um, like Jalen Lloyd, who's going to make a decision uh, coming up here on Saturday, uh, got, got Nebraska in that mix, ex- uh, expanded his top four to a top five, put Nebraska firmly in, in the mix there. So we'll see what his final decision is there. But I think they did a great job with uh, with the recruitment there. Obviously, mm-hmm. Tristan Alvano just committed today. Uh, that's, a, that's a big get for them. And it's one where you came in uh, and did a great job. Like he, he had some other options out there. He had some some high-level programs that maybe hadn't quite offered the, the full scholarship yet, but that were very interested. But uh, Matt Rule and his staff did a great job realizing, all right, hey, um, this, this kid can help us, so let, let's go after him. Let's, let's make him feel comfortable here. Um, so I, I, I like the start that they're off to. Uh, we'll see kind of ultimately where they settle in in terms of, all right, what, what can you get to supplement some of these developmental prospects? What, what can you do in the transfer portal to – maybe make year one a, a little bit easier than we've seen in the past from Matt Rule rebuilds, but I definitely like what I've seen from them so far. Jacob, uh, stay healthy. Uh, thanks for jumping on, doing a, a, a great segment, playing Hurt, although you're just an ibuprofen man, Elijah. Remember that. And a safe trip down to Kansas City, bud, and, and we'll look forward to your coverage in Nebraska K-State. Thank you for a few minutes. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. There he is. Jacob Badilla with us. I'm glad it's just a soft cast for him. For now. (laughs) Come on now, man. (laughs) Jacob's like, well, yeah, I played a few extra minutes, a few more possessions, uh, and just rubbed some dirt on it. It's kind of guy he is. He totally. Team player toughness shows grit on the floor. That, that's that's Jacob Bedillas. His basketball teams play with that mindset, and he plays with that mindset, and he, he works rights for Hale Varsity with that mindset as well. Big time. We will uh, hit some of the recruits that are in town, give you the names and some of the ideas. Who's Nebraska competing with? Bill Dolman in 15 minutes. Brady Oltman's also from Ale Varsity on the way.